You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. For, for, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs, it's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Kinnearum. Joining me and back from vacay is Cody Tapp, my co-host, and producer Nick Schwert. Cody, how was your week? We missed you. It was good. Uh, well, it was kind of good. Like, so I took off at Thanksgiving and that Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I was out sick and my family was sick for a week. Oh, we no. missed family Thanksgiving on Thursday. I made dessert for my family. We missed it on Friday. So it, was, it wasn't and, and continued until eventually we caved and everybody had to get antibiotics. Better now. <laughs> so part of vacation ruined via illness. I was just going to say, Cody, you look great. And I wasn't sure, you know, if you went somewhere tropical on vacation, like maybe you're a little tanner than I'm used to seeing you. But I'd actually it just dawned on me that you removed that thing from your face that we'd been seeing. Yeah. 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 The beard's gone. Oh, hey. so, well, beard. I showed Nick some final photos and it actually started to almost connect, uh-huh. but it was going to take another like three to five months. And I wasn't willing to put in that amount of time. Let's be very clear about that. The month mark is usually the awkward stage, man. You were right about to blast through it. No, I wasn't going to find out. <laughs> Maybe I next- think there might have been more than a month worth of awkwardness for me. Um, I didn't even notice. But you couldn't. <laughs> On video, you couldn't even see it. You had to be in person to witness it. Okay, just making sure I'm not missing something. <laughs> well, Cody, we're glad you're back to good health and back with us. Guys, we are we're sad Chiefs fans. That one was a bummer. Bengals 27, Chiefs 24. I we had that. Like there was just stupid mistakes and first and foremost, the Bengals offense did absolutely whatever they wanted four quarters against the Chiefs today. Well, I mean, and that's the problem. They spent what was I'll admit a super entertaining week of shit talk because <laughs> you almost never get that out of the Chiefs in general. That just doesn't happen, right? You don't hear it. They don't say anything. Andy even came out on Friday and was like, we don't do that. Like all of this reason. So they had all of the reasons in the world to shut Cincinnati up and they couldn't. They didn't. They missed a million tackles. Samaje P. Ryan went off. Jamar Chase still got his. On third and 11 for the final play of the game, they could still have their moment and give their offense a chance. They once again could not get the pass rush home and did it. And the problem is, it's like for the people who did the most talking, those are the guys who got picked on. They picked on the safeties the entire game. And for whatever reason, for all the reasons we can later talk about how Cincinnati is the Chiefs kryptonite, the Chiefs have had a good pass rush this year and simply cannot get to Joe Burrow. So it's just the same thing. They talked a lot 
and simply did not show up in any way tonight. Yeah, and it's so weird because this, like you look at the final score and you say, okay, you gave up 27 to one of the top five offenses in the NFL. So I guess I would have taken that, but it's the way the game and had a massive fourth down stop, right? I mean, yeah. on the Carlos Dunlap play, not like the final score. If you go back and look at the box score, it doesn't look like the chiefs defense was terrible, especially considering the opponent, but it's the situational stuff that I think is going to stick with you. It's not being able to get the stops when you needed them to. You thought that that turning point at the end of the first half was going to be this big momentum swing. And, for the mm-hmm. offense, it kind of was because they came out and had a touchdown drive to open the third quarter. And it felt like this is the same story we've seen so many times this year, which is the Chiefs go down big early in the game. All of a sudden, they get a big momentum change. Mahomes goes off. You had the touchdown. That's what sucks. The touchdown from Mahomes, we're going to forget about it because of the fact that they lost this game. It's not going to be that iconic play that you wanted it to be because the defense situationally came up short time and time again. Samaj P. Ryan went for 100 yards. He did whatever he wanted. You said it perfectly, Kayla. This offense did whatever they wanted. That was a special game by Joe Burrow. But even to that extent, there were plays to be made. The one that, that sticks with me is, is the Jamar Chase one. Like, he had four uh. defenders surrounding him, and he ends up getting a first down on what was a crucial third down conversion for the Bengals. So you can go through the box score and look at the stats from the Bengals and try to draw conclusions that way. But we saw that game play out. It was just bad situational football. The Bengals made plays. The Chiefs defense just never did. Other than the Carlos stop, that was the only big play they made as a defense. Nick, I almost tweeted at you on that Dunlap stop because that was your player to have a big game. I know. On Friday's pod. Cody, you missed it on Friday. My like when we made our predictions, I said big homecoming for Carlos. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment I said, look, E there. That was one of the best plays I've seen the Chiefs defense make all season long and didn't end up mattering. It I mean, that felt like and it look, it changed the momentum of the game because till that to that point, Cincinnati really had control. They were getting ready to have even more control, and that made that game feel even, right? It's like, all right. We're back at half. Things are washed. The Chiefs go out and get that touchdown to start the second half and you're good. But it's like, I, I know that it's really easy. It's really easy to blame the defensive coordinator anytime some defense shits the bed. But that Jamar Chase play is the exact example of what you're talking about and why this game was not on Spags. It wasn't a game planning issue. It was very simply execution. They couldn't tackle. Nick Bolton, you, you mentioned the Jamar Chase one. Nick Bolton had a third and four. He had the defender. He had him in his arms. He's their most sure tackler. And while he technically made the tackle, he allowed the guy to get away from his grip near his legs, lunge forward for that extra half yard and convert it like and the penalties too. like whether we think that they're look, I, I think the, the pass interference call on Trent McDuffie is a bad call that leads to a touchdown. I don't think that's pass interference, but it's. But it got called. And then in that same drive, you get more chance to pin them back and you get called for roughing the passer on things that we don't think should be roughing, but are by the rule. And you know that you can't land on them. Stallworth knows you can't land on them. That's just the way it is. So it was like missed tackles and penalties like it was all of them. I, I know we'll talk about the offense in a minute. Maybe they weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but the defense gave them no chance. You know, in the first half, they only really got three possessions. the Chiefs offense, because the defense was on the field the whole damn time just getting beat up 
every sec. What was it like? Was it second and two? Like every every time, every every single possession, because it felt like that tonight. I mean, we've kind of talked through all of these already, but which play will stick out in your head after this game? Probably the final one, the third and eleven. I mean, you got the sack. They never get to. They never get to Burrow. It doesn't make any sense. They can be pass rush against other teams. They can't get to Burrow. Uh, Cincinnati's Why? got something to figure Why out. Why is I, that? There's look. There's no good logic. They don't have a good offensive line. They're not good at protecting Burrow. I think some of it is Burrow is a gamer. Like I know it sounds stupid, but but Burrow is a big time player who loves playing in big time games. So when he gets against Kansas City, he just becomes more evasive. Like he does the Mahomes things, right? Like he just, he avoids more in those moments, especially against Kansas city. But it's like, that's the play that kills you. You fought, you got, you know what? You got gifted a sack because Cincinnati ran a shit play. And then you're just sitting there ready to scoop up a free sack. Cool. Free sack. It's third and 11. Just get there or stop against and you couldn't do it. To me, it's, it's the Jamar chase first down. Like they felt, and I get it. Like he is a special player. And that's one thing that we need to sort of talk about with the Bengals in general. And when we're talking about the chiefs defense, the chiefs defense was bad today. It was, but the Bengals offense is special. The talent that they have is second to none in the NFL. Yeah. Second to none. And that was without Joe Mixon. Samaje P Ryan went for a one Oh six. So maybe that doesn't exactly make my point, but like Jamar chase is, a freak of nature. He is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. So I get it. Like he's going to make plays, but he doesn't have to make all of the plays. Does he, can there be one time where he doesn't make, he had the ball (laughs) yards behind the line of scrimmage. There were four chiefs players within five yards of him and only two Bengals blockers. The numbers are in your favor and nobody, I mean, that was a bad one. Thornhill was go back and watch that over and over again. It, like, I don't know what Juan Thornhill was doing. And for him to go on Twitter after the, after the game and say that people need to be more supportive. Like, hey, this is kind of the job, dude. You get paid millions of dollars. You're going to get criticism when you don't make plays. That is the one to me that swung the game. Like you had a chance to get them off the field and you didn't. The silver lining, Nick, is kind of what you're describing on that play is where the Chiefs are right now based on how they built their defense. Because, you know, like, you know, you follow smart football people who actually know what they're looking at, like former NFL players. And they're like, you know, part of the problem here is Joshua Williams job is just to shove his man towards the sideline. So the Jamar Chase can't go over there. Don't give him that spot. Shove your guy over there. But he's a rookie, right? He's a fourth round rookie who only started playing after like three injuries to the corners happened. They decided they liked him better than fitting it. And they went there like they like I feel better about this poor defensive performance than other ones still, because I still will excuse Young defense does young defense things. That's why Reed is so frustrating in it. You're the veteran. Stop getting run over. Stop, you know, don't miss tackle. Not you. Joshua Williams makes a mistake. Trent McDuffie gets called for a hold. These are all things, you know, even hell, Thornhill. He's like year four in this league, but he's still not like the, not even the Justin Reed caliber of safety, or he's not supposed to be yet. Like you have to do your job. They don't have that many leaders on defense. They were double teaming Chris Jones the entire game. Like, so it's on the veteran pass rushers and it's on the very few veteran guys who play in the second and third levels on this defense. The, the reason why that play and maybe the same, you, you're the play you mentioned is the same Cody. The reason why those plays stick with me is because those plays were a microcosm of the entire game. Yeah. Make a tackle, just make a single play. And the Bengals made a play like that throw and catch from 
Burrow to T. That is next level. Perfect. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that Mahomes does to teams. Like, oh, you think you have me? Dagger, game over, we win. Mm-hmm. So weird being on the other end of that to just, <laughs> what, can you guys do anything? And at some point, and maybe we'll get there eventually with Burrow. Maybe we should already be there. At some point, you do take a step back and say, is this just kind of what he does? And sometimes you're just going to get yeah. got. But it's it's frustrating in the immediate aftermath because it feels like there were plays to be made all night long. And that Jamar Chase one was the perfect example of it. Like, you, you can get the stop, right? You're not beat yet. You're not beat. He's right there. There are four of you. One of you guys bring him down. And nobody gets close to him. And he picks up the first down. And that was the ball game. I'll admit, I think part of the reason that this game is extra frustrating, there, there's a couple reasons. One, because they keep losing to Cincinnati, which we can get to, right? Same team yep. over and over again. But also because, truthfully, I felt like this was the only losable game left on the schedule. So it's like, you just get past this one, you get to coast free. I understand that it doesn't exactly work that way, but two of their next four games are against Denver. Denver is so atrocious. My favorite stat from the entire year is that Russell Wilson is still pacing behind, having less passing touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house. He's still behind <laughs> the current rate. He's going to have to average a little more than one passing touchdown per game if he wants to get to that elusive more passing touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his home. Yeah, they got them 12 twice. Bathrooms, twelve bathrooms yeah. in his home and eight passing touchdowns. Who needs twelve bathrooms, Mister Unlimited? No one. Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. (laughs) But between that, Seattle, who is tough, but, you know, Kansas City's better than and at home. The Texans, who are the worst team in the NFL. And the Raiders, who will give teams a fight. But it's the last game of the season. At that point, it doesn't matter. It's just like, oh, you let the one. That was like the one game where I was kind of worried. Right. You knew they could lose to Cincinnati. Everyone else, you're just like, they're better than all those teams. Going back to the play that sticks out for me, it's the Kelsey fumble. This is not a knock on Kelsey. We all know his talent. He is the best tight end in the league. Might go down as the best tight end of all time, but I think that completely changed the momentum. Obviously, you know, they get a score out of it. So that's the one that I, once that happened, I was like, this sucks. I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. For me, <laughs> I think it was a- on the next drive, I mean, they kept showing Kelsey on the sidelines and you could tell he was just pissed off. And knowing Mahomes, I was like, okay, well, he's just going to force feed Kelsey. And this is where Kelsey goes and wins you the game. And we've seen too, where guy makes a mistake. Mahomes immediately comes back to him. And with it being Kelsey, I'm like, oh, well, he's about to go off now. And it just, it never happened. They, so this is a tough day to judge where the offense is because again, they only had the three possessions in the first half. They scored on two of them. One of them stalled out in the red zone. Okay, a little bit of a disappointment. You're going to kick some field goals along the way. The other one was a touchdown. And the other one, they got beat up by penalties. They converted a third and 15 and had it called back because of a pair of penalties that cost them that, and they eventually had to punt. Okay, pretty good. Scored a two or three-year drives every time. Not bad. Second half, immediately scored a touchdown. Feels good. I feel like, you know, we're we're close to that. But the Kelsey one, it's uh, it's it's just one of those. It's just one of those plays where he almost never makes it. So I refuse to like overly bury him for it. It might've cost him the game. So what? He doesn't ever do that. Really quick before we move on. What grade would you guys give the chiefs offense today? And before you answer, we had 349 yards of offense was, which was the fewest since week three against Indianapolis. 
Mahomes was 16 of 27 for 223 yards passing his fewest since week 13 of the last season. Um, and the Chiefs offense was humming with three straight TD drives before, as we just talked about, the Kelsey fumble. Uh, B minus. I mean, I it certainly wasn't a good game. And the the fumble kind of burns them because now they, you know, they turn the ball over a lot. We don't talk about it a ton, but since week six, as they called out on the broadcast, nobody has turned the ball over more than Kansas City. But I thought, honestly, I thought Mahomes um, was was pretty good in the game. I don't think he missed a lot of opportunities. I think his biggest miss was probably that sack where the Butker field goal looked like maybe he could have run it there. But honest to God, he's supposed to have time. Like it's a three man rush with his super expensive left tackle. So I don't know. He's supposed to have time there is what it felt like. I think that's why I, I, you know, I I felt like it was like a B minus effort. They ran the ball pretty well. Most of their weapons showed up. Kelsey wasn't a big factor, but you know, they were okay. MVS had some big plays. They were okay. They just weren't as good as Cincinnati's offense today. That's why it looks worse. So the chiefs had six and a half yards per play today. Pop quiz. What do you guys think their average is yards per play on the season? Eight. Kayla, you have a guess? <laughs> that would be pretty historic. Um, <laughs> their average yards per play this season is six and a half. Exactly how many. They have oh, to, which ranks first in the NFL, which goes back to what I was talking about with the defense the stats for this game are going to lie to you. You go back and you look at the numbers, you're going to say, well, six and a half yards per play, exact same amount yards per play as the Bengals did. And I hate the the time of possession arguments. Yeah. When people talk about time of possession mattering, this is the type of game that is a perfect example of why people say that. And the reason why time of possession mattered was because the Chiefs defense couldn't get the Bengals offense off the field. Chiefs moved the ball fairly well. They should have had three more points with the Butker field goal, and they should have had potentially three to seven more points without the Kelsey fumble. I would give them a B, but the problem is that when your defense plays as poorly as they did today, B from this offense is not good enough because a B from this offense is still moving the ball as efficiently as any offense in the NFL. They just don't have the points to show for it because the Bengals offense was consistently on the field, moving the chains picking up first downs. That's why I got to look back at this game and I said, I don't really have much to say about the offense. They did a fine job. It wasn't perfect, right? You didn't have a huge game from Juju. I thought they went away from the run game a little bit, but that seems like small fries compared to the real story of the game, which is I don't think the offense had enough opportunities. That's it. They just Mm -hmm. weren't on. That's what I said. Like they just weren't on the field enough. And, and here's, they punted one time. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to come on here and be like, F, do more offense with that one punt. Like, what do you mean? Mahomes kept them on the field consistently. They had two big fourth down conversions. Hell, that extra effort from Juju on the one fourth down conversion was incredible. He was beat. He was not going to get to the edge, man. He just had to lower his head and try to beat the guy to the stick and did. They had good execution on those. They, they had one drive fall apart in the red zone where people were like, oh, too cute. Same stuff. You know the drill. And they kicked the field goal, but it wasn't a bad offensive performance. It was just, I'm I'm telling you, if you look at it, it just wasn't good as Cincinnati's. That's why it stands out. But there, I I know I sound like it gets kind of tiresome because you're like, oh, it's a broken record conversation, but it absolutely is not because you know what it is. It's this team's Achilles heel. They lost a turnover battle. Again, 
They lose it all the time. They constantly lose the turnover battle and win games despite it. That is no way to live. What would any like if I if I asked every NFL coach, I asked them all, I said, what is the single most important stat for whether you win or lose this game today? I think at least half would answer turnover differential. Because that's that is how you win or lose games. That's how they lost this one. Like it wasn't that they 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 get the yardage. The yardage difference between Cincinnati and Kansas City is the difference between them continuing to drive after the Kelsey fumble and them not continuing to drive after the Kelsey fumble. They are fifth worst in the NFL in differential. They're minus four. They've given the ball away four more times than they've taken it away. The teams below them all stink. Cleveland, the Texans, the Rams, the Colts, and the Saints. That's the company you keep. Like, and, and I, look, I'm not going to surprise you with the best records in the NFL. Eagles, Vikings, Ravens, Cowboys. These are the teams that sit near the top. The seat are the, the 49ers who had a big win. These are the, Cincinnati who has a plus turnover to original. You can't lose that and win. That to me, that comes down like that was the biggest mistake the offense made was that one play by Kelsey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, we are going to move on, guys. Now comes the tough part. The Chiefs have now lost three straight to Cincinnati, as we know. How fearful should we be of seeing them again in the postseason? Barry? I mean, they own them, right? <laughs> well, hey, okay. We- Bengals have not the easiest schedule from here on out. They're home against the Browns. They're at the Bucks. They're at the Pats. They're home against the Bills, home against the Ravens. I like that for them. Yeah, look, I don't think they can get the one seed because that's going to require them to win out most likely and beat Buffalo on the road. So that that feels like a stretch. That game's good for Kansas City either way from a seeding perspective because one of those two teams is taking an extra loss. The Bills have the same number of losses as Kansas City right now. And, and, and you know, Cincinnati still has one more. Here's the thing. If it's against any other team, I think Cincinnati is really good. They're talented. Um, They're one of the better teams in the NFL. They have been that over the last couple of years, but they're not better than the Chiefs unless they play the Chiefs, if that makes sense. Right. Because they lose more games that they shouldn't. They play in closer games than they should against other teams. But from a Chiefs scare perspective, yes. We had this conversation a year ago when the Ravens were getting ready to lose the Chiefs three straight times and the Bills were getting ready to lose to the Chiefs three straight times. They both beat them in the regular season. We're like, okay, they got the monkey off their back. It's not that they can never beat the Chiefs because to this point, the Chiefs can't beat Cincinnati. They've lost three field goal games to them, two in important regular season games late in the year and one in the playoffs. They have their number. The Bengals have the Chiefs number. They get to say things like tuna in a can on Twitter and dunk all over the Chiefs that they want to because they have them. There's nothing else to they have them, right? I mean, I would fear them more than even the Bills in the playoffs at this point. Because at least they've proven they can beat them. Yeah, this is right around the same time last year when the Bengals went on their run. I think the Bengals at one point, they were seven and six last year. And then they won three in a row and Joe Burrow went God mode. And we saw what happened in the playoffs. I don't care about the one seed as much as I care about this team. I, I, I mean, yeah, you're, you, you're probably not going to get the one seed now. 
whatever. I just don't want to see the Bengals again. It's been three games now to where I, I don't understand this, this harsh reality that there is a team for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that I'm not confident that you're going to beat when you play him. Even if you played the Bills, the Bills might be a more complete team than the Chiefs. I'm not sure. But I have faith that the Chiefs can beat the Bills. You know why? Because I've seen it happen. I have seen <laughs> that team. What a couple the- times. And I think it's just, it, it's less about the Chiefs and more about the Bengals. You said it, Cody, like they're only better than the Chiefs when they play the Chiefs. I don't care what they look like. And that's why, you know, Kayla, you and I talked on Friday about like, why don't, why don't we view the Bengals the same as the Bills, right? Like, why don't we talk about yeah. them? It's because we of what, beaten them. It's because of what Cody said, which is they don't always look great. The Bills have had stretches where you've said that's the best team in the NFL. The Chiefs have had many stretches over the last four years where you say that's the best team in the NFL. There's never been a point where you've looked at the Bengals and said, that's the best team. But from a Chiefs perspective, that's the one team I don't want to see because I don't know how to stop them. And the weapons that they have on the outside, good luck. And that was Jamar Chase coming back from a hip injury that had him sidelined for what, a, a month and a half? It, what, what was yeah. he at today? 80%? I'd hate to see him in the playoffs at 100%. And T. Higgins now all of a sudden looks like a legit number one receiver like that is not just a number two he would be a number one on 26 teams and joe mixon didn't even play i saw samaje p ryan go for 100 what are they going to look like when joe mixon comes back and burrow's just that guy like we've kayla we talked about him too like is he do you does he deserve to be in the conversation with Allen and mahomes i don't know how anybody could possibly answer no after watching what he did to the chiefs on sunday he just he's Look, it's this is better than like uh, like if you're Tom Brady, this is better than like he being your Eli because Eli never had that kind of talent. OK, he, he wasn't rolling in there with Joe Burrow level talent, I don't think at any point. But every great quarterback, whether it be another great quarterback beside them. Has someone who is their nemesis, like has someone who stands in the way of the things they want to do. I know Tom Brady didn't have people standing in his way very often, right? He won a ton of Super Bowls. Eli Manning did a couple of times, man. And Peyton Manning did a couple, you know, like somebody's going to stand in your way. And at this point, it's so clearly more Joe Burrow who stands in his way than Josh Allen. Josh Allen and Mahomes get in knockout dragouts too, right? They get in these big epic fights. But more often in the important games, Josh Allen comes out the loser in those fights. And in these fights between Mahomes, all the games are close. Every single one of them. They're all really close. Chiefs have had leads in two of them. This time, they were the team down 10. So in the first two games, they were up 10 in both games, lost them. This time, this is what sucks. This time, they're down 10. They come from behind. They get themselves a lead. They have control, and then they lose. In the other two games, Jamar Chase ruins their day, right? He goes for 200 yards and three touchdowns and completely wrecks him. It didn't even take that to beat them. What I don't like about Cincinnati is they aren't winning the same game against the Chiefs. They're winning different games against the Chiefs. That is something we compliment the Chiefs for all the time, right? We say they can win in a variety of ways. Well, unfortunately, Cincinnati's proving they can beat the Chiefs in a variety of ways. That makes them the scariest playoff opponent. Nick, that just reminded me of something we talked about on Friday's podcast. What could we live with with what Jamar Chase does against the Chiefs on Sunday? He had seven receptions for 97 yards, didn't see the end zone, and they still beat us. So does that make us feel better or worse? Like, Mm. 
He didn't even play his best and they still win. If you would have told you just said, if you would have told me he'd go seven catches for 97 yards. I would have taken that all day. Yeah. yeah. That's what we said. We said anything under a hundred, around a hundred, 120, one touchdown. And he did I, less than that. Well, I didn't think that Joe Burrow, I probably would, what I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have considered that Joe Burrow was going to win the quarterback battle. Like, I, yeah, the, if, if Mahomes and the, the Chiefs offense get a B, I mean, Burrow and the Bengals got an A plus, right? He was perfect today. Yeah. That's the only, you know what? I said stats, this stat, the box score will lie to you today. Jamar Chase, his numbers are indicative of that. <laughs> the one stat line that will not lie to you is Joe Burrow's 25 of 31, 286, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and only got sacked one time for a guy that came into the game tied for third in most sacks in the NFL. Like that's something I wouldn't have considered that he was going to win the quarterback battle by that much. I know it's like, it always sounds so silly, but he's, he's just, he's just a clutch player. Like some people possess an extra version of that. Mahomes has it too. So does he that throw to T Higgins. There was a half a yard of separation. He threw the ball in under three seconds, which is why the pass rush didn't get there. There was pressure on Burrow. If that pass takes any longer to develop, then they're going to get to him and that play is never going to be complete. And maybe we get to see a Mahomes moment down the stretch. <laughs> but instead, it's like he gets it's just a perfect throw. And that's and that's and he seems to have those moments against Kansas City pretty frequently. Is he a top three quarterback in the NFL? Well, it's Mahomes and Allen. I still think one, two. I yeah, wouldn't but he didn't anyone. get to answer this. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. We, we, we asked the question last week. Does Burrow belong to be in that conversation with those two? I'm still saying no, no even after today. Oh, uh, God. It's, I understand because the game stuff's really tough. And what if he goes to a second Super Bowl this year? Well, I, said yes. how I'm, I said yes on Friday, and there's obviously no way I'm changing my answer now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, look, with Rodgers and Brady and those guys way down the list, and Lamar Jackson's hurt again, and he's had a down year. I mean, you really start going through, and, and I can't, I can't put like for anybody who wanted to have the Herbert versus Burrow conversation, you can't have that right now. Burrow's team keeps winning, is gonna, you know, maybe win his division. Same stuff as always, and Herbert's barely fighting for his playoff life again. And it's not like he didn't play well, but again, his team doesn't win. So as good as you are, as talented as you are, Burrow keeps doing more, and he probably has more talent. I'm not saying that, but um, I don't know. The answer is probably yeah. I mean, I have to go through every quarterback one by one, but I mean, I'd put him above Dak. I'd put him above Rodgers and Brady right now. I'd put him above Lamar. But you don't think he, he deserves to be mentioned with Mahomes and Allen, though? No. What else does this guy need to do? What does he need to do? He's third in passing yards. He's third in passing touchdowns. He went to his Super Bowl last year. He's beat Mahomes yeah. three times. Like, at some point, I get, and I know why, Cody, because I, yeah. I think I know why both of you guys are saying no. It's because. He hasn't done it for long, for long enough, long enough. I need more consistency and I need more. Um, there's never been a point in time. Trickery. Yeah. Razzle dazzle. Yes. You know what he is? He is an old school quarterback in that I am going to sit back here and I'm going to dice you up. His processing is second to none. Like his decision making is so incredible. And he just has that thing like that. You mentioned Cody, you can call it clutch it, it factor, whatever. It's like, I trust him in big moments. I trust that he's going to go make a play and he'll sacrifice himself too, right? He'll get sacked well, eight times in a game. If he needs to, he'll hold on to the ball for that extra split second and get 
creamed in the backfield just to get the playoff. Like he, the, he does enough of those little things where I don't think he's ever going to have like a, a dominant statistical season. Like we'll see from Mahomes or Allen. And maybe that's part of it too. But if you're talking about guys, I want on my team in a big game. Now he's right there with those two and he's shown it. So that's it. So if your question is, should he be in the conversation with Mahomes and Allen? If it's the fourth quarter and the game's on the line. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. hundred percent. No question. He is just as big in those moments as those guys. But Nick, if there's a time to put up a ridiculous statistical season, like Mahomes or Allen, it's when you have Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler boy, you're like, that's kind of the moment, man. Like you're so, like the crazy thing. And, and that's where it is. You know what it is? Some of it is it's not even Allen blindness as much as it is Mahomes. I, you know, I'm watching Mahomes put up a crazy statistical season after losing a top three NFL wide receiver. Like if you just stripped Jamar Chase out of the Bengals offense, he's going to go for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns. Like, I can't shake that. I know what Mahomes can do no mm-hmm. matter who's around him now. Yeah. I know that. I know I don't know that as much about Josh Allen, but he's just like a freaky kind of athlete you just don't see very often. So that makes him stand out differently. Maybe it still needs to be Mahomes and then Allen and Herbert, but because he's done more at this point, he's done more in his career than he's made it further. Either guy's won an MVP. So it's not like one guy stands ahead in these like big statistical categories. All right, guys, as we know, the loss now moves the Chiefs to the second seed in the AFC. Buffalo obviously has the tiebreaker over us. I hate this. I don't think this is how it's going to end up in the end. How are we feeling about being bumped to two? Well, uh, the Chiefs still have the easiest remaining schedule. So I think, I, Nick, exactly. I think you said maybe the one seed's like, you're like, hey, maybe the one seed's gone. I don't feel that way. I think the one seed is still either. very much in play, including the fact that Cincinnati and so here's the thing Tennessee's still Tennessee. Um, they got their ass kicked today. Good. They're out of the one seed conversation. We can bury them by. So Baltimore just lost to Mar Jackson. We can bury them one seed by. So we're down to four teams. We're down to Miami, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and the Chiefs. Miami's going to be tough, right? So when we do when we when we do that conversation, how we're going to include them is going to make it really difficult. So one way or the other, they're going to have to make those separation from each other. So I still think Kansas City is not in the driver's seat, but still, I don't know, a co-favorite with Buffalo for the one seed. And I still think they're just as good as that team. They lost to a good team. Good teams lose to other good teams sometimes. I can still take that in perspective, even though Cincinnati, they got beat by. They lost by three on the road to a Super Bowl contending team. That doesn't seem like a reason to knock them off of the perch. Yeah, I think I think if you if you gave me a scenario where uh, I, you told me the Chiefs had the exact same record they do now, right? They're nine and three, but instead of having losses to the Bills and the Bengals, that those two losses came against the... Niners and the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Would you rather have that? Would you rather them lose to Probably. The teams in the NFL? Because I, I hate to turn. I'm wearing a KU sweater, so I'll, I'll make a KU basket. You. <gasps> um, yeah, I'm sorry, Kayla. Uh, by the way, I after everything that's we, the last couple, we have worked. Yes, I I have a lot of on that. A al- lot on that. I'll save for another day. <laughs> an alternative podcast to hash that out, but. <laughs> KU basketball routinely would like lose bad games to the worst team in the big 12. They'd lose to like TCU and Iowa state and fans would say, well, what what the hell is this? And and, 
I, w- I would rather I would rather lose to the good teams because that's what happens when you play good teams. You lose you lose to good teams, but when you lose to bad teams, you show what your floor is. You show you show what you're really capable of when you lose to bad teams. The Chiefs don't lose to bad teams. Right. Well, well, I guess the Colts, but the Colts, but that's what <laughs> that's one game every three years. And we know it's an anomaly. So we just accept it. This is what happens when you play good teams, like you lose some of them and you're not exactly getting washed. What, what, what both games they've lost to the bills and the chiefs were three points each, right? No, four points. To yes. the, yeah. It was a four. It was 20 points to bills. Oh, 27, 24 to the Bengals. So, to the two teams you most fear in the AFC, you've lost by a combined seven points. I can live with that. It's not ideal. I would rather be, I would rather this team be uh, a 12 and 0 winning, right? right? Be 12 and 0 <laughs> blemishes and be on an imperial death march, uh, destroying everything in their way. But that's not how it works. You're in these games. I know, like, this is the immediate aftermath of being able to really sort of wonder what's going wrong is this whole thing falling apart, but you lost by a field goal. If Kelsey doesn't fumble that ball, who knows how this thing ends up going. I, I know that like across the course of like convert, like we start these podcasts and I'm like angry at the beginning and I'm like, Oh, this team's <laughs> worried about him. And then like the more we, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? They'll be okay. I am well, not worried at all at all. We, by all accounts, should 100% win out. Unless we do something terribly wrong to ourselves. Bills have to play the Dolphins and the Bengals. Bengals have to play the Bills. Like, this is going to sort itself out. We're going to be fine. Let's stack up losses. I mean, to any team in the NFL, it doesn't matter. Cincinnati's four losses are to Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Steelers to open the season when they were still rolling out Mitch Trubisky. Dallas, reasonable. Baltimore, reasonable. Cleveland, a couple of weeks ago, Cleveland. Like, I know that that was a month ago now, and now Cincinnati's won four games in a row. So maybe, like you said, they feel like they're on that uh, death march. But you, that's what you want. I, again, I, I think losing to good, I, it's like there's ranking. Winning's the best. Winning by a lot's the best. <laughs> winning by, winning, winning by a little is the that's second wrong. best. Losing to good teams, the third best. And losing to bad teams, the worst. That's that's really like so when I go through the schedules and you start figuring out who they lose to, right? Buffalo's that's why they stand out when you're saying who's the best team. Buffalo's losses are to the Vikings, a team that we know is at least competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And it took a superhero effort from from Justin Jefferson to even do it anyway, right? It was going to take that kind of effort. They lost to Miami. That's going to be a playoff team. And we know it. It's like we know the teams that are good. That's it. Like, I still know the Chiefs are good. I still know they're one of the best teams in the AFC. I still think they're the best team in the AFC because I think Buffalo has exposed itself to not being this juggernaut maybe we thought they'd be at the beginning part of the year. But it's just, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It just seems like if you're not saying, yeah, I still feel like they're the best, you're having panic over a three-point loss on the road. I know there's things we're frustrated at, like you said, Nick. You start the podcast and you're like, can you just tackle one guy so we can do this? But yeah. I'm also, it's one game. You get to the end of teams it. Teams like, lose games. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and here's the thing too. Like we said, we gave the chiefs offense a B, even though yeah. they still moved the ball pretty efficiently. They had, you know, one turnover and 
we can talk about the defense. And, and I do think there are serious concerns maybe about the defense that we weren't necessarily talking about because you say, okay, can you just make a few plays when you need them most? And we haven't really seen that against the best teams. And so now we have to wait until the playoffs to see if they can do it and what will eventually decide whether you move on or your season's over. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about the Chiefs is they don't give you B performances on offense very often, right? Uh, or at every five games are A pluses. So I'm assuming that they're going to come out <laughs> next week and be full throttle again, which I'm looking forward to already. By the way, I didn't get my grade. I'm going B plus. Well, you're you We're are just- like if the three of us were were all teaching geography and like a middle school. Haley, you're the teacher I would most want to have. <laughs> like you would not only not only because you would be the friendliest of the three, you would also be the easiest grader. So that's fair. <laughs> In my True. brief stint of teaching, I was a pretty easy grader. But I was also teaching journalism. Turn this in, show up, and try. That's what I require from you in this class. I would be an awful teacher. I, if, if I was ever like in a bad mood, I just would not put up with a bunch of rambunctious 13-year-olds. I wouldn't be happy. Uh, see, I couldn't teach that age. I taught college, and I, I, I once had a kid leave class. He skipped the next class, I assume, because in front of the entire class, I said, can you stop? Like he was, he was distracting everyone for like the third consecutive class. And in the middle of the entire thing, I broke what I was saying. And I said, can you stop being a jackass for one second so that we can get through this in front of everybody? You're supposed to be all this- no, I said, I, it was pretty simple. I said, you could just ignore me. You could just pretend to be working or say nothing. No one would even notice, but instead you're actively dragging other people into it. That was always scary when your teacher would drop a cuss word out of nowhere. And you were like, <gasps> we're all doomed. <laughs> Hashtag public school. Um, all right, guys, let's wrap it up with our winners. Or no, we're doing game balls. Even I'm confused. Winners, losers, game balls. What do we want to do? Well, I don't, uh, because the Chiefs last lost. Week? Last week we did winners, losers. But because the Chiefs lost, I think we have to do winners and losers again. Because Okay. True. Yeah. Have three, do we that, have yeah. We're not. Balls to hand out? We're not doing game balls on a win or a loss. Exactly. Okay. We'll, we'll find some winners. We'll okay. find some winners. Uh, the I'll, I'll start. Let's start with losers because they lost, as Nick pointed out. <laughs> Harrison Butker. I understand um, that I'm not supposed to just give you 55 yard field goals, but the sentence we say regularly with Harrison Butker is, "I can accept that he can't, for whatever reason, hit 33 yarders sometimes." Because he hits everyone from 55 and he should have hit it. Like they gave you the chance. Look, I would have rather they gone for it. Saying it in the moment, not revisionist history. I just in those moments would rather have the ball in the MVP's hands than a kicker. I don't care if Butker's made 70% of his field goals longer than 50 yards in his career. I'd rather take the chance with the MVP player to get four yards than Harrison Butker hit a 55 yarder. But when they entrusted you with it, you had to hit it. Honestly, since coming back from that injury, he has been wildly inconsistent, way more than normal. I still don't think he's right, which is another reason why you should have put it in Andy's. You should have put it in Mahomes' hands. So, Butker, the loser in this game for me. Kayla, who do you have? Okay. I, I, no, okay, I I'll go next. Um, my loser, and I know he's very nice, so I feel bad doing this, but Justin Reed. You cannot talk trash the week leading up to a game and then not show up in the game. That's just not allowed. Uh, The defense missed a million tackles. As we know, there were three plays where he missed a tackle, got run over. I hated the trash talk. I mean, I know we kind of said it was good because we never do it, but 
this is why I hate it because then you look stupid at the end of the game. So my loser is Justin Reed. Let's maybe just keep our mouth shut for the rest of the season, went out and then do the showing up on the field. Andy's going to have words for Reed. You he, think he did all that talking. He got straight run over like three times. It was, it was just like, not, he didn't just miss tackles. Nick. He just like, he just getting like bowled over. You're like, Oh, he, and like, you know, people are making fun of him because like on the final play to Higgins, he's playing deep safety and he's just nowhere near the play. They have to get rid of it. They know Justin Reed knows they're blitzing and he's just like standing out in like left field picking daisies. You're like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> and he was in like a million tackles because he just kept throwing it at the safeties. It's a bad day. Bad day for Reed. No, <laughs> no, it's that was you were as kind as you possibly could have been, Kayla, in giving Justin Reed the loser. But it needed it had to be done. And that's just those are the universal rules of trash talking. Yep. You can talk trash. Maybe you just don't do it in general. Yeah. yeah. Yes. As long as you back it up, you can say whatever you want. Because there's nobody one- saying Jamar Chase should have talked less trash this week. No. No, he had a tweet. He's a winner. A tweet of him dancing. Like, hashtag tuna in a can, which I still don't know what it means. <laughs> Someone explain it to us. Because now it's great. Um, I think we've sort of done enough on tackling. I was going to make just tackling in general a loser because the Chiefs seem to not be particularly interested in it. Um, I am going to, uh, my loser is iconic moments, iconic moments. Um, Bengals now have ruined two iconic moments in Patrick Mahomes career. Grim Reaper thing was really cool for a week last year until the chiefs lost the Bengals game the next week. That air Jordan touchdown run by Mahomes was Uh. tonight until the chiefs lost the game. So that's a moment that will sort of just be a nice little footnote. Like maybe we'll watch that play. Maybe those highlights will circulate a little bit. But generally speaking, you know, the Justin Jefferson catch earlier this season was iconic because the Vikings beat the Bills in that game. If they would have lost that game, we would have just said, oh, yeah, nice catch. But they won the game. So we're like greatest catch ever. Patrick, the the Chiefs win today. We're saying, is that one of the greatest moments of Mahomes career? But they lose the game, so it was like, nice run. Cool picture. You're forgetting one. That November-December record. Oh, oh, ruined. Dang it. I mean, he still holds the record, but now it's not as long. And it doesn't, it's not going to look as cool when he's like 30 and one in November and December. It's like, "Ah, but I know that one was Cincinnati. It's like they keep, because they might go on and win the rest of these November and December games, or these December games. And I'm just going to be annoyed <laughs> that the one, the one on there when November 1st kicks over next year and they're talking about that stat was this stupid game. Ugh, that's, that's what really bummed me out after the game the most, I think. Yeah. Well, let's end on a high note. Who are our winners? Winners. Big games are back. We had to watch <laughs> a dud, right? We were talking about how the Chiefs just put out bangers and all of a sudden we got a boring Chiefs game. No more. We're back to great games. That game was fun. I don't care what anyone like. It sucks the result. But they get in these epic battles because the Chiefs never get blown out. They were down. They were down 10 points early on. It looked like it could have been dicey again. They were letting them go down and score, right? It's like 14-3. It's like, okay, we can do this. And it just came right back to being a game again. Chiefs got a huge stop back and forth. I know that it stinks to be on the other side of it as always, but I like when the Chiefs are in interesting games because that's what the 325 and Sunday night football times are for. 
they knew that next week's game was going to be so bad. They couldn't dare put Russell Wilson on TV. Mm. Okay. My winner is Isaiah Pacheco. I heard his name so many times today. 14 carries, 66 yards, another touchdown. Look at the kid go. I'm really proud of him. And he's really coming into his own in this, in this, on this offense, on this team. Um, yeah. Isaiah Pacheco is my winner. He had a nice, nice little kick return as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Pacheco is the guy. Like the tandem of Pacheco and McKinnon was really solid. The Chiefs had 138 rushing yards, five and a half yards per carry. I hate to say this because like I'm never rooting for a player's injury and I hope that like Clyde's career is fine, but I don't know that he's going to have much of a role on this team when he gets back. I know we're running long, so uh, I'll just Good. get mine very quickly. Four words, guys. Georgie, Georgie, pudding. <laughs> Chiefs only had one sack, but it was George Karloftis. Second sack on the year. He is trending upward at the right time. Georgie, Porgy pudding by... The G triple P hive is stronger than ever. Hashtag Georgie Porgie pudding pie. A hashtag that did not go over well. Well, it- big daddy energy. <laughs> Didn't do great things for us. <laughs> Cody, we'll explain it to you later. Um, that is going to do it for us today. This is, it's always game day in Kansas city. He is Cody tap. That is Nick short. I am Kayla Canaram. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be back with you all on Wednesday. 